This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusade of the law. Hey everybody, welcome to Off the Rack of Cell. I'm Tiffany. So this is our uh, review show that we do live here on Comic Pop. Welcome, of course, if you are new to Comic Pop, I just got my notification. Did you make sure to like this video, subscribe to our channel, click the bell to get notifications so that you will not miss an update whenever we do one of these live shows. And of course, if you want to catch this show live, you can always do so by visiting us on Mondays, anywhere between 5 and 6.30 p.m. It's 6.45, it's a little late, but, uh, you know, better late than never, I always say. Yes. And by that, I mean I never say it, but I'm glad I got the chance to say it. Uh, before we jump into the books that we read this past week that we're going to recap and review and let you know what we thought about them, we're also going to talk about uh, where you can find more of our stuff. Uh, if you go to patreon.com slash you can help this channel grow and also, of course, support this channel in some big bad ways. We have some good big bad rewards as well if you decide you want to do that. So we advise you to go to patreon.com slash check it out, see the rewards, and decide if it's like right for you. Nice. Um, early access stuff and weekly updates and that kind of thing um speaking of which i do have to do the rundown of what's happening this week for the patrons after the show <laughs> like so um, you know so you know just just <laughs> plugging along uh so yeah uh from there uh we also want to mention because adam Azamoa says he's first using the super chats uh when the show is live here on youtube uh we rely on the super chats to participate with you the audience that way you guys can ask questions or give comments and we can participate together and you guys can be influential on the show we'll talk to you and we'll share your insights and stuff like that jordan for example in the super chats oh, just threw us a you. buck we do appreciate it jordan and uh that way this show can help us keep this this is the studio i like to occasionally move the live show uh I, set i literally never know where we're going to be shooting no it's great because there's because there's so much space there's yes. so much room for activities nice. or live shows and so i like to move it around just to kind of showcase what you're getting mm -hmm. so uh and what we're using for your money so thank you anyway let's jump into it uh, uh there's a book that came out that i was like no screw this book it's stupid that it came out. It's stupid that there's a book. We had this book. It's 30 years old now. Come on, what the hell are you doing? It's called Symbiote Spider-Man Number 1. It's a five-issue miniseries written by Peter David with art by Iban Coelho and Greg Land. Hey, the, corn faces. The reason why this book exists is because I've been getting a lot of requests from people out uh, in the Twitterverse and you know, the internet netherworld, uh, about, like, recommendations for uh, Mysterio stories, since Mysterio is one of the, kind of the main antagonist of Spider-Man Far From Home, unless Captain Marvel twists and turns make you think, like, oh, actually, Mysterio would probably be a good guy because Marvel likes to pull the rug out from under you. Um, I kind of hope not, because I like the first appearance of Mysterio in the, in the original, original Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. He was like, oh, I'm a hero, and I'm going to discredit Spider-Man, and then it turns out he's a dick. That's... That's the fun reveal for Mysterio. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely okay with that. Like, here's the thing. Like, we just got Doctor Strange. We don't need to be throwing a thousand more magical people into there. Until well, he ain't get... magic. I know. Let's just, let's just, 
He's just trying to get that right. Yeah, well. It's magic. But uh, I'm, I've been getting a lot of recommenda- or requests for recommendations from good Mysterio stories. There aren't any. Like, he is normally in The Sinister Six. Mm-hmm. He's normally in one-shot stories. You don't see any key trade paperback collection Mysterio stories. Right. There just aren't many, if any at all. The one I think of is there's a Spider-Man Unlimited issue which features Mysterio prominently on the cover. And that's from the 90s, and that's like a double-page issue. It's not a lot. So Symbiote Spider-Man is obviously dragging Mysterio into this so that we can have at least one trade paperback by the time this movie comes out. For the people clamoring... For Mysterio. To read about Mysterio. Well, it, it, I, I'll take this over, well, he has organic webbing in the movies. We should make it in the they comics that read, way, too. Just, just change read, everything. Just read Old Man Logan. Yeah, Old Man Logan. Mysterio is key in that It's a story. great Mysterio story. Agreed. But then people are going to go in there and go like, wow, Mysterio's really capable. I should read more. And they're going to be like, oh. Really, they're going to be more like when he appeared in Kevin Smith's Daredevil book and he killed himself because he was so lame. By the way, we did a back issues on that. Check it yeah. out. Guardian Devil. Anyway, uh, so this book came out. Symbiote Spider-Man number one. It's a flashback series that like fills in the gaps. It's not unlike a little series called Spider-Man, The Untold Tales of Spider-Man by Kirk Busiek. Okay. Which was like stories that took place within the spaces between the amazing Spider-Man issues that came out from Lee and Ditko. Right. So they were okay. like, let's do that. But for the 80s, when Spider-Man was like single had a symbiote costume, and was dating Black Cat. Okay. Except for the fact that there were, like, multiple Spider-Man books there. During that time, all the time is pretty much filled in, but why not? Mm. So, uh, let's talk more about that. The story's fun. It's written by Peter David, so clearly, like, this is one of those, this is one of those Michael Ironside castings, where they were like, we have no faith in this book, this book doesn't need to exist, we need to make it competent and come out on time. Call David. And get him to write this fucking thing. Okay. Because <laughs> the dude knows Spider-Man. He knows the story. He's probably read the history. If he didn't, he probably has access to some of those older books. Maybe he has a Marvel Limited subscription. And uh, <laughs> and he'll fill it in. Okay. For example, there's a moment where he refers to Spider-Man's old crotchety landlady. And clearly David did not remember the lady's name. And so the character, Felicia Hardy, says, I don't remember her name. And I love it because it's like, yeah, me either. But I do have the issue that she's in, yeah. and I could probably look it up, but why bother? Right, And that's right, right. kind of what this issue, this series is. So, okay. uh, anyway, in this issue, uh, Mysterio has, like, his retcon to have had a friend who's, like, a better criminal than he is. He's eager to try and, like, prove himself. He robs a bank, and in his deception, a woman is killed by accident. And he feels like an asshole for it. Okay. Spider-Man sees Quentin Beck, a.k.a. Mysterio, at the gravesite of Uncle Ben because, coincidentally, the lady who Mysterio inadvertently got killed was buried in the same area as Uncle Ben. And Pete's bringing Felicia there to make her feel bad because she's, like, too much of a party girl. And uh, <laughs> she's literally, she's like, I'm, I'm, like, okay. She just found out he's Spider-Man. She really doesn't care for the Peter Parker identity. Okay. She's only interested in kind of just banging in, co- in, in masks. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of like, if you want to date me, you need to get what I'm all about. 
Okay, that makes way more sense than like, I have a friend who parties too much. I'm going to bring them to the cemetery and show them my dead relatives. That'll yeah. really ground them. Be like, this, you're going to die. No, with great power comes great Well, I get it that's now. That's what I'll do to you. Like, yeah, but that's what you, like, what you said is right. that scenario where you're just like, let, let's just try this out. Let's show them, like, reality. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's not quite that much. No, he's not okay. trying to scare her straight. But uh, anyway, he, typical Spider-Man assumes that Quentin Beck's up to no good, goes and kicks his ass. Beck lies to Spider-Man and says that he was visiting his dead sister. Oh. Spider-Man feels like a huge asshole. Mysterio escapes, and that's the that's the setup for issues <laughs> two through five. It's really quite well written, because Peter David is a good writer. Yeah. And he's been doing this for a long time, and he's worked on Spider-Man before. Dude knows his stuff. Mm. Uh, for a... Weird, who asked for this? Let's get another Peter Parker Spider-Man book out there. Yeah. Because there aren't enough of them. Well, people love, love, love Spider-Man. Listen, I love Spider-Man. I love Peter Parker. But, like, I'm only reading one right. Spider-Man book but, with but his name on it. But that's the one you're reading. Yeah. Now there's somebody else out there. Who's like, I don't want to read about Craven the Hunter. I want to read about Aunt May having cancer. So I'll read the Peter Parker Spectacular Spider-Man this book. Is, this is like, <laughs> or if this I don't... Is like the PS2 version of comic books. Yeah. Just... I will say... This is this is pretty good, and it's doing the thing that I asked for, which is why I picked it up and why I dug it. It's doing the thing I asked for, which is, don't regress the character, just remind people that there are stories in which that character did all those things that you want to right. see, and they're written pretty well, mm-hmm. and the art's pretty cool, so go okay. check them out. Or, if you're not going to check them out, at the very least, read a story that takes place during those stories. Sure, okay. So, I recommend it. Wow. It's a terrible title, you- Symbiote Spider-Man. Screw you. What a silly-ass title. Well, like, hey. yes, he has the symbiote. Right. Yes, it's Spider-Man. But, well, like, whatever. But here's the thing. Like, if you're a Venom fan, and you're not necessarily the biggest Spider-Man fan. Right. You're going to go, symbiotes? Ooh. Symbiotes. I know that. That's probably what it is, because Venom is huge right now in the comics, at the very least. Yeah. So, like, why not? Yeah. Why not just chuck that in there? I agree. Uh, so, moving on, before we jump into your books, oh. I wanted to talk to about how Mr. Roboto says, how's the wizard rack hanging? What he's referring to is, I have a full spinner rack of wizard magazines. It's over there. Um, right here is where we keep the long boxes. I don't want to put them in front of them. So, these are but a few of them. So, yeah, it's doing well. But a few. Uh, I wouldn't recommend a spinner rack, by the way, because comics, like, like, cause gravity exists, and they screw up the books. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you had them all bagged and bored. Did. Yes, but why would you put them on a spinner rack for that case? Yeah, I know. Uh, Adam Esmeralda says, Sal, your hair's different. Uh, I got a video for you guys. Uh, cool. Thanks for making a video, or if you've got a recommendation, you know, hit me up. Uh, yes, my hair is a little different. It's not cut or anything. Just different. Uh, Saud Alfani says, hey, Sal and Tiff, hey, I know who that is. Hi, I think I know who that is, too. And if so, then he's the current mayor of the population. <laughs> yes, over on twitch.tv slash comicpoptv. Yeah. Tiffany plays... If I'm uh, correct about that. Yeah, I think... Yeah. Yeah. S... Yeah. Yeah. In any case, uh, just check that out. You'll see this uh, very, very kind chap, among other people, yes, over there. Those are awesome. Tiffany plays God of War. Oh, God, the chaos blades. All right, uh, I'm back. Mr. Roboto says, with Solo Venom Estimate for Movie Mysterio, uh don't know got anything for me oh like like since they had the solo uh, venom movie do you think they'll make a, a a solo mysterio movie yeah no no i don't 
Jordan William is just helping us out. Thank you very much, Jordan. Yeah, I don't know if the poll of Mysterio is that great, but we'll see. I think we'll it's see. pretty I weak. I mean, who knows? Who knows, though? Yeah. Could be fan favorite. Maybe. I don't know. I doubt it. I don't know. So what'd you read this week? What did I read? Yeah, this week. That was rough this week, trying to figure out what What was, was this week versus, like, the weeks we've missed because yeah. I was traveling too much? Well, no, and then last week we you had Chip Zdarsky on. I did have Chip Zdarsky so on, so Chip check Zdar- out that Zdarsky episode. kind of trumped what we were going to be talking about. That's right. Um... Let's talk. It's weird. This is like a really sword and sorcery week for me yes. this week. So I'm not going to go super into detail with everything that came out because, like, I will mention it, but I'm not going to say, like, you know, I'm not going to tell much about it. But, like, if you're a Rat Queens fan or you were interested in the series, this past week they put out basically kind of like an annual. And what they're doing with this annual is they're introducing the new team who's going to be taking over. Oh, cool. So, like, now is your chance. If you haven't been on board, like, sure, you might be a little behind, but you'd be getting on board with a new team, and the annual will probably help out with that. So, just as a heads up. Nice. But speaking of sword and sorcery, the Savage Sword of Conan came out this week. This is the Jerry Duggan or Dugan um, run with art by Ron Garney. Um, this book has been basically like uh, just here's an adventure of Conan from beginning to end. Right. Whereas Jason Aarons has been like, here is King Conan. And while this other story is going on in, like, the current time, let's talk about random little adventures in each issue. And I've really been digging that. Because Aaron's really doing a deep dive into not only Conan's adventures, but, like, in, like, the way he thinks and, like, the things that have happened to him and, like, kind of his emotional state Mm. at these different time periods in his life, which is kind of interesting while also (laughs) dealing with just general Conan-ness. This book is just, hey... You want to see Conan go on an adventure that's kind of like the movie where there's like theft and he's got like plucky partners and all kinds of craps going on? This is the book for you. Then. Nice. Um, Conan was on a ship. It was a slaver ship. Uh, he gets off of it. The whole ship is set on fire. He's attached to this other guy. He and this other guy go on this crazy adventure where they're going to find this treasure because Conan has a magical map burned into his brain and he only he can see it the guy wants treasure too so he comes along they pick up this chick she can fight she's smart she's got it all Uh right there's like serpent wizards who are also after this treasure you see where i'm going Uh with this right and this book takes over where it's like they've been fighting the like through um the the sorcerers like skeleton guys they're fighting skeletons that's that's like another thing i'm just like yep conan cool conan fighting skeletons um, it's just a big initial battle while Conan's also trying to get them through this labyrinth, basically underground, um, to get them towards the treasure. Whereas, um, the, the, the guy from the boat, Sutty, Suti? Yes. Um, he has been infected by, like, one of the sorcerers. He got, like, cut. He got okay. poisoned. And now... It's becoming a snake or something? No, well, kind of. But the sorcerer is also, like, able to, like... She's trying to use his mind. He's just like, no, come on. Like, I'll give you all this power and all these wishes and all this cool stuff. Like, just let me in. Let me let me do this type of thing. And, like, based on this dude, you think, he's totally going to turn. And, like, he like instead he blindfolds himself so that he can't see what Conan's doing anymore through okay. his eyes. And inevitably, he's like, okay, Conan, I saved your life. Mm-hmm. And now I have to ask you to send me from where I, I saved you from, basically. Mm. And he's just like, you have to kill me because he's using me right. against you. And I'm like, whoa, this dude turns out to be way more honorable than I thought. Yeah, I wasn't like, seeing this happening. <laughs> so, like, Conan's like, I'm not going to kill you. And you're not going to, like, like sorcerer, you're not going to take him from me. Like, that's not mm-hmm. happening. Like, I am going to, like, I'm going to come for you. Yeah. And he's just like, mm, yeah. But then, like, he totally, like, takes control of the guy and Conan kills him. Right. 
And then, like, it turns out the, 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 the sorcerer stole control over his body, so now he's, like, dead and coming oh, after no, Conan. Oh, no, yeah. And Conan's like, here's the thing. I was just going to take your treasure. Right. But now I'm going to kill you, and I'm going to take your treasure. Sounds good. So that's pretty much it. Oh, and then Conan gets, like, slashed by the guy, so now his poison is in him. Oh, no. And it's like, the next issue's going to conclude this whole run. Oh, Like, cool. this whole, like, thing. So I'm that just story, like, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, it's going to be very fast-paced. This whole book has been amping up like the first issue was like all right cool we were getting into it but like it's really been like hitting the ground running and again if you're just if you're interested in conan but you just want kind of here's a an adventure right this is it and i know that you were uh, concerned about it because like we just got the aaron conan run yes and it's so good it is so good that you're worried there's gonna be too much conan right which i don't feel like this is i think this is just like for those who are interested um in conan this is just a fun supplement because it's not really taking away from aaron's run aaron for me is kind of the star of the show like in terms of conan like he's right. really doing a deeper dive into yeah. conan where this is just a another adventure conan went on at some right. point in his life and it's yeah, it's so distinct that it's not going to interrupt. Plus, no. we all know what, uh, what what direction Conan's going in if you're reading yes. uh, Avengers No Road Home. Yeah, exactly. So. There you go. Yep. Uh, I read, and I think you read this as well. Well, no. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Batman Who Laughs, number four. Do you want to do that one now? Uh, yeah, all right. What's up to you? I, I wasn't sure if you had another one. I don't really. Oh. I mean, I have, I have like two more books. Okay. That's it. Um. Batman Who Last Number 4. Yes. Six-issue miniseries, two more issues left, Snyder-Jock uh, combo. Looks awesome. Uh, so the story is simply that, like, Batman, of course, was infected. The true Batman was infected with uh, the Joker toxin from the death of Joker. Joker simulates his own death uh, to infect Bruce Wayne so that Bruce Wayne can think like the, man, the Batman who laughs so that he can properly defeat him. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this story... Uh, Bruce Wayne basically invents the visor or like the the Cenobite uh, face Wait, thing. I legit thought it was just headgear. Everyone thought that. <laughs> Snyder's like, aha, you thought wrong. I turned it into a thing. It's made out of dark metal. And so as a result, like, or dark matter metal. Anyway, Whatever, it's, it's made of the dark metal that is from... Dark Knight's metal. Mm-hmm. And so it allows the Batman who laughs, and now our Batman, to see multiple dimensions more or less at once, but only the dark dimensions, only the underside of the multiverse. Yes. Uh, so he's putting it all together, but it's also um, being becoming the Batman who laughs while also operating with the Batman who laughs visor spells trouble for Bruce because people think he's the Batman who laughs, and also he's freaking out. Yes, he's... He's having some. He's having a hard time. Yeah, he he actually has a fist fight with Alfred, which is really cool. Yes, well, it's 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 kind of one sided. Yeah, not the one sided you think it's going to be. No, <laughs> but it's pretty dope. Yeah, uh, and it works out because you know Alfred's like, oh Bruce, I'm sorry, I gotta punch you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, later on, of course, Batman <laughs> does wind up continuing on his mission, and he bumps into the Joker. Yeah. Who at first glance was dying slash being operated on by Alfred, who was like, I could just kill him. Yeah, it doesn't like, violate oops. your thing. Oops. I don't see why he doesn't do that, but it's only because Joker sells books. Uh, Joker escaped in a previous issue, and now he's back. And he basically says to Batman, like, don't screw up. <laughs> like, he is there to kind of help Batman. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. He's just like, because I think Joker realizes, he's like, I also cannot stop right. Batman who laughs. I don't want I don't want to lose to him. No. No, I don't want to lose to a Batman who's basically lost to me already. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, uh, Batman, it, 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 there's a cool scene. It's evocative of the killing joke, but yes. I appreciate that they don't, like, beat you over the head with a jock. It's like, no. no. I'm not going to do Brian Boland. I'm not going to do what you're doing. No. No. And so it's a different scene. No, like, you get it. If if you're if you've read the Killing Joke, you got it. Yep, but it's also just cool to see Batman and the Joker like chumming it up for a minute. Yes, and weirdly laughing. Yeah, very uncomfortable. Yes. Uh, ultimately, you know, oh, um, Batman who laughs is hanging on to Gordon, but he also tasked the Grim Knight with kidnapping. Which, if you've seen our review of the Grim Knight, uh, Batman who laughs, the Grim Knight number one, you know the backstory, which is, of course, silly. Uh, but Grim Knight has a real problem with get with Gordon because yeah. Gordon's the only one who's ever defeated him. So he's like looking to kill this Gordon. Yeah, and he uh, kills all the Gordons. He kills all the Gordons all of all Gordons. of all the multiverse. Um, he also has like fish sticks. No, yeah, the Gordons fishermen. It's <laughs> uh, not the same at all. Nope. But yeah, anyway, so um, the Grim Knight is going to break away from the Batman who laughs and kill Gordon. Yeah, which I mean, like, obviously the Batman who laughs must know that that's going to happen. I right. don't think there's any way he doesn't think that that's going to happen. Absolutely. He leaves him there with him. He's just like, now, Jim, here's the thing. Like, as long as you don't misbehave, the Grim Knight's going to be totally on his best behavior. Right. And I'm going to go now. Yeah, now I'm going to leave him here with you. So. It's like, I, I, I have total faith in this guy. Mm-hmm. Total faith. Yeah. I'm not, a, I'm not a complete, like, psychopath over here. Exactly. Yeah. No, he knows. Yeah, ultimately, uh, Gordon tries to escape. Oh, no, no Bat- Batman and Grim Knight lets him go. He's yeah. like, I'm going to hunt you. He's like, you have to run. Yeah. And I, and I have, like, these special hounds. And yes. It's just the, it's just the Robins. I it's was just like, the Batman oh. who laughs Robins. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. So they bite him a lot. And then... Uh, yeah, which is also weirdly kind of, like, it reminds me of the killing joke. I don't yes, because they're, like, the little, like, creepy midget <laughs> yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, we see the Batman who laughs face finally. Uh, and... The police think that Batman is the Batman who laughs because Batman who laughs is dressed like one of the cops, and they blow him away, or at least you know they shoot before Batman can jump out of the way. Right, because like at the end of the day, like our Batman is trying to like stop the other Bruce Waynes who are being brought through. He's like, I got to figure this out. So he figures out where one of the next portals will be. He finds um, an alternate reality which he actually goes into, in which Bruce Wayne is an old man. But also runs Blackgate Prison, which yep. is like a huge facility now. Mm-hmm. And that, like, the idea is like Batman. There is no Batman. There is no cape. Like, we don't wear that kind of stuff in this Gotham. Yep. He gets pulled through the because um, guard... the Batman last has been murdering Bruce Wayne yes. throughout the series. Yes, from the um, multiverse. The guard um, who is at our current Blackgate, who was kind of helping Batman, um, ends up killing. The, that the old Wayne. man Bruce Wayne because he comes back through with Batman and that's when we discover that it's actually the Batman who laughs who is dressed up as the guard and you're yes. like oh okay cool right this was actually the first issue of this series that I gave a crap about well see I, I've been loving this series the entire way I'm just saying like this was the first one and like I only read it because I didn't have much else in the in the way of like mainstream stuff that we would talk about today mm-hmm. so I was like at least I should read that so you, you, you and I could have a conversation about it and if it wasn't for the stuff with Alfred, I mean, like, that was it for me. Like, that was what I was like, this is, right. this is incredible. That's what, that's what grounds it this for you. This is so incredible. Because Snyder gets it. Like, he knows what these characters mean to each other, and mm-hmm. he knows when we've been, like, denied really satisfying moments between those characters in a while. Yeah, and I think it was uh, earned. It wasn't just there to, like, tug at heartstrings. Like, no. it literally was earned. Um, and, I, and I really enjoyed it, because it was like, you know when you're a kid... 
and um, you say something really hurtful and hateful to your parents, mm-hmm. and then later on you kind of regret it, and maybe it's never said that you regretted it or whatever. Right. But we get to see that with Bruce now as an adult. He yes. says things as like as the, the Joker's like trying to like kind of take over because there's some really cool treatment with the word balloons for Bruce and the yeah. thought balloons in this. Um, but you see that voice come in and say these horrible, hateful things to Alfred, mm-hmm. and Alfred just kind of cries and holds him, and I'm yeah. just like. It's but it's just also so that good. yeah, and and you know like Bruce won't forgive himself, but Alfred already has, mm-hmm. and like I found it actually kind of hard to read sometimes because certain words were in like a jagged red font, yeah, and it was against a black background. And I found it like I, I was like I had to use context to figure out what the words meant because oh. I was reading it digitally and it was really hard. Did to you read, read it on a on a monitor? Yes. Yeah, that was your problem. It was there. really your, your hard. Your reds probably turned up too high. Yeah. Um, on my phone, it was great. It looks perfectly. Actually, I was gonna say something about um not only Jock's art but some of the coloring in this book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty spectacular those red word balloons yeah. because um, those those who know um, cool colors recede and warm colors push out mm-hmm. and so like I like how aggressive at times those like word balloons and 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 red color treatments pop off the page like it's it's almost like getting into like to us it's like it's so in your face i yes. love it i love yeah. it it's so good oh I'm, I'm i'm loving the series i think it's great and i think it will be remembered and enjoyed uh, i don't think it's going to be like up there i don't think it's ever going to like topple something like black mirror but i think it is really really fun and cool yeah and i and i'm just it's just great to see jock doing this type of book um i mean not only just seeing him doing batman but one that has like these horror elements to it because i think he really obviously shines yeah here agreed uh, so it's really cool. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Who else chatted to us? Uh, Mr. Giggles says, hey, guys, how are you? Also, Tiffany, how's the knife? Uh, Mr. Giggles sent us a knife. Uh, yes! A culinary knife. I love it. I actually, we wound up using recently. Yeah, I've been using it recently. It is so sharp. It's great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's had a really weird. No, it's true. But it is. It's uh, great. says, uh, yeah, that's me. Oh, and I DM'd you a question on Twitter of Tiffany, but Thorky and Benny answered it for me. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh Cash money in the bank. Yeah, feel free. Cash money in the bank. Thanks for the tips on how to find comic art. Now I'm looking into cons to hunt at. I've been to Silicon Valley Comic Con, and it was a zoo. Any tips for cons that are a bit smaller, down to travel? Uh, You guys rock. Uh, I mean, in terms of cons that are smaller, like you will need to just check out like the cons and the places you'd be interested in going to. I haven't heard much outside of like Baltimore. I literally like the East Coast Comic Con. That's a Cons been gaining prevalence in my heart certainly over time, um, but uh, if you go to upcomingcons.com, you can check like the roster. It's always updated about like what city and what towns and stuff like that who have who have upcoming cons. It's a really great question that oh, cool. was asked via DM about Diamond Publishing. Yeah, yeah. Ah, just about like their business practices and like yeah, you know. Well, Thorgy would definitely know. Yes. As he yeah. worked in a comic book store. Yeah, exactly. Um, but in terms of if you're trying to get yourself published. Yeah, that's tough. Like, if you are yourself getting published. Yep. Uh, you have to you have to go through a whole, like, rigmarole to get published through Diamond self. Like, yeah. if you don't have a label. Yeah. Which is, like, here's the thing. Like, it can be... It, it, there's something about the idea of, like, having your book in a store and i get that 100 yeah. percent because it's like it's right there it's on the on these racks and like i can see it and people can walk in and they can find it but there honestly is nothing wrong on it with just going initially through comiXology it puts your book out there and it makes it really easy for you to talk to other creators and share it with people um like online because yeah. it's just like you just go here it's right here you don't have right. to go to your store it is right there um and it avoids that initial having to deal with diamond until you get yourself a little more established yeah i agree so, all right there you go 
Um, <laughs> and uh, what was it? Uh, Mr. Roboto's a Scorpion Mysterio Hobgoblin. They could all be adapted easily for a one-shot Spider-Man movie for the money. Why uh, no movie version? Why no movie version with the technology available? Uh, because uh, for me, I wouldn't want to see them because I don't care about the villains if they're not set against the heroes. I just don't care. Like, you can make a thousand Hobgoblin movies. I won't see a single one of them because I just don't care. Okay, I would see one of them. <clears throat> yeah. We would see the first one. No, I was going to say, I'd see the one where they bring in Danny Ketch. Right. For no reason. <laughs> yes. I mean, if it was with Hob- <laughs> if it was with Ghost Rider. But then again, it's not a Hobgoblin movie. That's a Ghost Rider movie. Look at me about Hobgoblin. Yeah. Danny Ketch is just trying desperately to deal with keeping his motorcycle. Right. Letting anybody take it from him. Right, which happens often. Falling off of it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I mean, like, listen, if, if you're talking to Sony, Sony's like, if, it will make, if you think it will make money, we will at least go into pre-production over it. So, you know, you're not, right. you're not alone. <laughs> what else are you reading? Um, I just wanted to mention um, uh, a book that came out from Image. Imagine that. Oh, wow. Well. I would like to talk to you about a book that came out from Image. Mm-hmm. Um, issue one of Fair Lady. Okay. Written by Brian. It's really tiny. Brian. Shermer. Shermer, thanks. I have a hard time reading, let's be honest. Brian Shermer and illustrated by uh, Claudia Balboni. Um, this is kind of a cool concept for a book. Um, it takes place in this like crazy fantasy world where like there's seemingly like some sort of deep, rich backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not that's actually known, I don't know. I've never heard of any of this before. Yep. Um, there's like robots and stuff like that that the cities are built into. Cool. Um, and there are these people um, who, I think it's called the, the Fairman. Okay. Who are like basically like detectives and um, what you call it? Um, not like mercenaries or like, like like private detectives. Okay. And um, Jenner is uh, a fair lady, which doesn't really exist. It's typically a male-dominated thing. Hang hang with me here, folks, because mm-hmm. that's really not brought up in this book at all. Right. This is more or less just like that's the premise. But what you're actually reading about is here's a mystery. Okay. And then you solve the mystery. It is episodic. Each issue is 30 pages and will always be about 30 pages. And it'll always be $4. That's the goal of this team. Okay. They're like, we we don't care. We're going to give you 30 pages for $4 each issue. And each issue will be its own little self-contained story um, revolving around this chick solving these mysteries or going after people or whatever. It's very much like a buddy cop kind of thing but like more like law and order where sometimes it's going to be sad right. and like sorry about that that's too bad like this issue kind of was like that you're like oh <laughs> all right so it's about this chick and she solved mysteries in this crazy fantasy world where there's like sores and stuff like that and her partner is a big cat man okay like i'm just so yeah. on board for right. this that's because very it's up your like alley. it's for me this is the kind of book that's fairly easy to jump into because it because of its episodic nature mm-hmm. again we're only on issue one but right. the fact is like if you miss issue one you could probably just pick up issue two because yeah it, it'd just be the next mystery here we right, go exactly. um so i i dug it i i actually enjoyed it more than i thought it was going to i i picked it up because it was an image number one and there was a cat man on the front it's an orange tabby looking cat so let's be honest i was a little biased um do you have one of those i have one of those um so i you know but i had a good time with it anyway so there you go i would i i say check it out if you're looking for something like that if that's kind of up your alley i feel like danielle would like this (laughs) (laughs) but there you go nice uh obviously as a spider-man fan i picked up the hunted part three which is an amazing spider-man uh number 19 uh it has legacy numbering but i'm not it's not as big and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna squint but uh, is it eight twenty? Yes, eight twenty. There you go. 
Uh, it's written by Nick Spencer with art, this time by Gerardo Sandoval. Okay. Normally been drawn by uh, Humberto Ramos. Uh, so this is, it's very similar in terms of art, in terms of like okay. the loose style and kind of like odd proportions. But Sandoval knows how to draw the black costume, which is what Spider-Man is in in this, in this uh, story. Okay. Uh, which is great because the the worst thing <laughs> that's right this is craven <laughs> yeah yeah it's a craven story the worst thing in the world you can do as a spider-man artist is make the black costume look crappy and that's like out of i love humberto ramos's art but i hate his black his black costume okay he just because I, I think he's just like whereas some artists embrace the idea that it's monochromatic and like when i grew up reading like old spider-man comics and looking at the black costume i'm looking at like things like mike zek and john byrne where they're like, I'm going to use the black space. So I'm really only drawing the eyes and the logo. Or I'm only drawing, like, the pads on the hands. Like, it's using a lot of, like, tropes and conventions from the art and the printing to demonstrate, like, something different. In this, they're like, it's just black and white, though. What do I, what do, I do with just black and white? So, like, there's blues, and the spider's wrong, and, like, he's oddly shaped, and just, he, he's supposed to blend. That's why it's black. Right. And they don't, they don't, they don't understand that. Well, sometimes, like, yeah, when like colorists get into it, it's like the coloring does not do it any favors. Well, but... no, but like they add the blue in there because it, if it's a shiny material, like black, usually there, there's very little true black. Mm-hmm. But it is an alien. So... Yeah, yes. Well, this isn't an alien. This is just this is just cloth. Right, 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 right. Uh, but the hunted is a story arc in an Amazing Spider-Man story, which 10, 15, 20 years ago would have meant that it was a story arc and probably would have been like four or five parts. Now, because it's everything's an event, this is an event and you can get like a thousand tie-ins or side books that are the same number, but like dot HU for the hunted. Get it? Isn't that going to be fun? Like tally and Mark, you like bean counters. Are you kidding me? It is a disaster. Uh, And this issue in particular felt the most like padding. Slash oh. decompression. Okay. Where it's like, I don't have enough story for, like, a huge event, but I guess we could focus on shit you don't care about. So, in this story, Spider-Man doesn't accomplish anything. Straight up. Okay. The, the vi- all of Spider-Man's animal villains and him, and him are trapped in Central Park and they're being hunted by, like robot avatars that are run by like douchebag dentists that go to the Serengeti and kill like animals and stuff. Right. And uh, so they're being hunted and they killed a D-list Spider-Man villain named the Gibbon earlier in a story <laughs> like in another issue. Uh, they did a whole tie-in issue about that. So if you were interested in learning more about like how the Gibbon died by that issue uh, in this, the vulture is like rallying the the rest of the animal troops and being like, I'm in charge. How about me? I've never demonstrated leadership capabilities before mm-hmm. in the like 18 times I've been on the Sinister Six, but now's my time to shine. So he basically makes up a story about how the Gibbon died and said that like the Gibbon believed in him and thought he was awesome and like he gave his life and like blah, blah, blah. So, so Vulture starts to take over. Spider-Man demonstrates a complete lack of ability to lead or convince any of his villains that Vulture's a pile of shit. Rhino chimes in because earlier in this series, Rhino gets captured for this whole event, Mm -hmm. and Spider-Man ditches him to save other people who are being crushed by a building, and Rhino distinctly says, I will never forgive you for this. And because when writers write these kinds of comics, they have to say that so that you know that Rhino will never forgive him for this. 
And so when Rhino shows up in this issue, guess what? He didn't forgive him, so he's really mad. So Rhino helps to cement Spider-Man's lack of connectivity with these characters. Um, also, earlier in the story, Taskmaster and Black Ant, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Eric O'Grady, yeah. the irredeemable Ant-Man, yes. um, those two have been enlisted by Arcade and Craven to go like grab all those animal-based villains. Uh, well, there was one more animal left, and it was an ant, and Taskmaster had to betray Black Ant and then ditch him in the in the central park thing it's not really animal i know but we needed that twist so uh, taskmaster ca- kidnaps kirk connor's the lizard in the coolest version you will ever see of him of in this entire series oh, that's pretty badass he looks great he he's not never has he looked as cool except in spider-man he's, torment he's, by mcfarlane he's more like dinosaur he looks like, like an alligator or a dinosaur or yeah. some combination thereof he's not a lizard he's anyway crocodilian so spider-man bumps into black ant Who's like, hey, in the next issue, things are going to happen. I promise. Okay. Also, uh, Billy Connors, the lizard's son, is kidnapped and there with Felicia Hardy, the black cat. Uh-huh. Cat. Yeah, I got the cat. Part. And uh, the two of them like try to escape. It's, it's very wheel spinning. It's very decompression. It's That's very like screw you i'm sorry like i mean listen it like was it a fine read sure but was it like worth money no (laughs) uh should the story be this long absolutely not right especially when you like think about how this is absolutely supposed to make you think of craven's last hunt yeah because craven did a bunch of things that were like he, he has the coffin he has the cathedral set up he's wearing the robe he's he knows that he can't die unless Spider-Man kills him. He's trying to goad Spider-Man into it. Spider-Man has to wear the black costume, which he wore in Craven the Last Hunt. It's just reminding you about how great that book is. Uh-huh. And then, like, the other day I talked to the writer of that story, J.M.D. Mateus, on an episode of Elseworlds Exchange, which uh-huh. coming out soon. And that just made this book even more terrible. Because I'm like, oh, like, don't remind us about better books. Don't try to, like, add things <laughs> to them. Like, this is never going to be celebrated or remembered. This is right. going to be, like... The remember when because like, my my pitch for the end of this and by pitch I mean like what I expect to happen because you know Craven made clones yeah. and then trained all those clones and then all and one clone killed all the other clones mm-hmm. so Craven has like the one true son of Craven who looks just like Craven but he's like more in his prime and more like unpredictable because you don't know this Craven mm-hmm. um, you know they're gonna kill major like real Craven maybe resurrected Craven and then replace him with well, maybe, clone Craven so you have new Craven script and he's gonna like be reinvigorated maybe as like an immortal Craven well especially he'll if they kill he'll kill the, the other Craven I don't know it feels like they're gonna be like no we're gonna we're gonna echo the last the last hunt we're gonna re-kill Craven which what we should have done in the first place is never brought him back but we're gonna replace him so that everybody who brought him back isn't doesn't feel like an asshole but like what better hunt than to hunt himself yeah I at, agree like the, at the peak of of his existence, like having hunted down and like helped to capture all these like crazy villains and heroes, and he's like, okay, yeah, it'd be now fun. I'm gonna kill you. I'm I'm down for that. Certainly, maybe they can kill each other. Yeah, even though it's not possible, but they'll find a way. No, because Spider-Man has to kill him. It's magic. Yeah, except Spider-Man will never kill you. No, but he might do it by accident, like he did in uh, Spider-Man versus Wolverine. Oh. Anyway, pick it up. I guess if you're a completist, like I know you are. I feel really bad for people who are like, I need to have like every issue of Spider-Man. So like, I read, I I bought twenty five issues of books I fucking hate, but I need to have them all. 
Like, no, you don't. You just don't. <laughs> Especially now when comics are worthless. Like, and I don't mean like they don't have value, like to you, intrinsic value. I mean like they're literally worthless. Like they are valueless. So like when you buy them at the store, like, okay, great. Yeah, but like if you wait like a month, they'll be at like a con in a long box for like half price. So it's like when you need your books, buy them. And mm-hmm. especially buy them from your local comic book store. But if you don't need them and you're a completist, wait. Just right. wait. Because it's not like you're reading them in a vacuum. You will find somebody else is going to tell you what happened in them. Just buy them later at half price or less. Mm-hmm. Save yourself some money. And it still sends the message to like big comics, hey, uh, sales dipped a lot. Right. Anyway, it's just another representative of, of, of the issues with this industry. Right. Yeah. Anything else come out this week that you recommend? Not this week, but I do want to remind people, because um, apparently people missed this came out. Yeah. Um, not this past week, actually two weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, but The Dreaming number eight came out. It sure did. Um, Normally you review it over on another channel, but I do. we didn't hear from them, so that's didn't okay. happen. That's okay. Yeah. Um, but it did come out, so I just wanted to give you a heads up about that. If you were following The Dreaming, um, number eight came out, which was the second part of that two-part little thing they were doing yes and it was fantastic it was so good i wish the art was a little better but it was so good good to hear so much fun right like tragic you know sure, it is yeah. like it is a love story in the world of sandman so it's tragic yeah um but it really fits with the character and uh, i really enjoyed it it was nice. great uh just a quickie thing about books we didn't get to talk about from previous weeks yes cosmic ghost rider destroys marvel continuity or whatever yeah uh marvel history yeah is such a great book and it's so fun. And clearly the writers love Spider-Man. Because they just keep referencing books. Right, 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 right. But, like, you gotta read it. It's so fun. And it's so great. And it's, like, it, it's really, really unabashedly fun and cool. And legitimately funny. Like, not, like, that funny where it's, like, I know that he's supposed to be funny, but it's not. Like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, right, right, right. check it out. But, yeah, check yeah. it out. Um, I really feel like at some point we should also just mention the fact that we did both read War of Realms yes. number one. Yes. Yeah, it came out. We read it. I liked it. You? I, I loved it. Yeah, it's solid. <laughs> I mean, I told it's... you I, I did spoil the Doctor Strange reveal for you. And yeah, I, I hope I didn't ruin it for you. You I think did. Was... I was like, oh, but it's still pretty great. It's great. It was so much fun. But um, yeah, I actually kind of enjoy Spider Man in that. I, know oh, I like it too. Like a quip machine, but like it's still yeah. I funny. like him in these when they actually acknowledge that he does well and he's like earned a spot in these events. Yeah, I'm interested to see how Loki comes back. Yeah, naturally. Um, but I thought that was still a really cool moment. Yep. Honestly. Oh, it was very cool. Yeah, I thought Odin going oh, down yeah, was, was pretty spectacular, very and cool. I actually really liked the onomatopoeia for it. Yeah. Like it was really messed up. Oh no, I really it was. Like that. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that Thor is being total Thor, where he is losing sight of the grander mm-hmm. issue that's happening, and he's just into battle. That's really amazing. Yep. Um, I love when the Avengers show up, and they're like, "This is the Avengers." Right. And yeah. Blade's, and Blade's like, like, "Yeah, deal I'm, with it." No, he's Blade's <laughs> like, "I'm just as surprised as you are, man." Yeah. I, I don't know. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't read that book because it's so terrible. But, um, like, but yeah. it is it is, it is is a lot of fun. And, it, like, when I say fun, I mean, like, there are jokes, there are quips, there's stuff going on. But oh, then yeah. it's, like, punctuated by these moments of, like, oh. Oh, this is serious shit. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, it's, of course, uh, it's Hickman-esque in that it's the culmination of everything that Aaron's been working on with Thor. So Yeah. So if you check have been a fan of Aaron's Thor, go check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm digging it, of course, because he's writing a little bit of Doctor Strange again. I'm like, yay. Yeah. Get him out of the stupid new suit. I'm not a fan. I know. <laughs> Nice, but check it out. It's a good book. It is. It's a cool event, and I hope it's not 
I hope it ends late. well, and I hope it. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. just, I just hope it's, I just hope it's cool all the way through. Yeah, you know, it's also awesome. Justice League to number twenty one from Snyder and Jimenez. Mm-hmm. It's an excellent series. This arc is great, and you don't need to read anything to get into it. Like there are things that are building. He, they're referencing other things that happened in the previous arcs, but there is a story happening, and Snyder cares about that. So, like, anything else is ancillary or is given context, so you're good. Okay. Check it out. It's so great. Great. It's the Sixth Dimension. Um, I've been singing the praise of a book called Marvel Comics Presents. It's a yes. return. Uh, it's multiple stories. Number three came out. Uh, it's a total waste of time. Don't read your money. Or, total waste of money. Don't waste your time. <laughs> Strike that. Reverse it. It's Thank not you. great. Uh, it completely just shits the bed. Like, every Aww. all the momentum it was building in the last two issues completely falls apart the spider-man story is just awful like it's really? it's like a it, it's the it's a backup's backup of a story oh that's a shame and it's not like you know what it is it's not like it's like always oh, it ruins the character does i've read stories like that where they like give it to some new book that they owe a favor to and they're like right spider-man here you go and it's just wretched right, right there's right. one that I, i'm reminded of a story in which like a guy is like part of a cleanup crew for New York and he hates Spider-Man because Spider-Man's like the worst offender of like leaving all this like crap behind. So he like, he assembles a costume made of discarded garbage from other villains so that he can make a suit and fight Spider-Man. And the last page reveals like, maybe they'll make this into a villain. Spoilers. They don't because who gives a shit? What a stupid idea. That kind of stuff happens in Marvel comics presents. Gotcha. Um, Also, there's a Wolverine story. that has been building. (laughs) Nope. And uh, yeah, that's how it is. It's just a, it's just a really, it's just a big fat waste of your time. Don't, don't waste your money. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. I was really pushing this book, but like, it's just that that's issue. I'm like, oh, I'm dropping it. Okay. Like well, just like fair. that. Like you know, you're, you know, there you <laughs> yeah, go. I can't. Um, so yeah, those are some books that we think you should check out. Yes. Uh, speaking of checking out books, yeah. unless you have any more uh, books that came out this past week. No, no, no. Uh, I want to recommend some books. Yeah, me too. Obviously, Doomsday Clock. Oh, wait, no, that's not coming out. But a reprint of previous issues is coming out. But de- don't worry, Heroes in Crisis. Oh, wait, nope, that's not coming out either. But reprints of Heroes in Crisis is coming out. So if you want to get reprints of issues for an event that should be done by now, uh, those are coming out from DC. Uh, that's pretty great. <laughs> um, last week, hey, Scooby Apocalypse ended, by the way. I he- I heard that. I so. heard that. I was not following that. I don't obviously. care. Um also, um, Sandman Volume 7, Brief Lives, yes. 30th anniversary. They've been doing these 30th anniversary um, reprints of it, so feel free to check those out. Yes. Uh, incidentally, uh, I should recommend Justice League number 22. Yes. It's coming out. You said should as though you were like, but I'm not going to. But I'm not going to. No, I'm loving this is it. It's a twist. I should do it because it's my obligation to recommend stories that I think are awesome. <laughs> check that out. Um, I just wanted to say over from Image, we're talking about things are going back to print. Yeah. This is going back to print for a good reason. Um, I've been touting this, but Die Number 1 by Kieran Gillen. It's going back for its fifth printing. Mm-hmm. Fifth, five, five times it's had That's to go amazing. back. Um, so I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Right. Um, also coming out from Image, um, Magic Order trade paperback will be coming out. So if you were trade waiting on that... That's that Now's Mark Miller, awesome magic, like mafia sort of ish story. Yes. Really loved it. Um, you let me know how you felt about the ending of it. Cause I thought it was, it was, I don't know. I mm, don't know. Interesting. I don't know. Um, and also uh, those of you who are fans of East of West number 42 is coming out this week as well. In a Huzzah. couple of days. Uh, over at Marvel. Let's just say War of Realms. War of Realms two. number two comes out. Check it out. 
Uh, also, um, there's a War Realms Punisher book coming out. There is. Well, they're really pushing that. Like, yeah, they, they're pushing a lot of different things coming with that. And I'm sure there'll be some good things and some bad things mm-hmm. from that. So pick your tie-ins carefully if you're going to go into them. Yes. Uh, Old Man Quill. Oh, I missed it. There Number it is. Number four is coming out. Yes, I've been really enjoying Old Man Quill for really no reason. It's good. It's just, just cool. It's just fun. Sometimes I just want a fun story, and that's really been, it's really getting me just the right way. And I know a lot of you guys are Immortal Hulk fans, so don't forget to pick up number 15 that's also coming out. Yep. Uh, Daredevil. Oh, no, sorry. That's a second printing. <gasps> they're also doing it. Oh, no. They're doing the same thing. Where they're just like, nothing else is coming out. Here's reprints. Of reprints. Re- uh, Daredevil number four comes out uh, from Zdarsky. It's great. With, with also a, a, re- a third printing reprint of the first one. So yes. if you missed that, you can get that as well. Pick that up. Uh, crap, there was another one. Uh, oh my god. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm interested to check out, it's a second printing, but, uh, Meet the Scrolls is coming out. Like, number oh. one. I meant to check it out, I missed it, uh, but number three comes out. How many people are gonna be picking up Major X? Uh, I don't know. I hope nobody. I couldn't do it. I couldn't buy it. No. I mentioned that it was coming out when I covered, um, Detective 1000. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. I was like... This is this is happening. Yeah. Why is it happening? Right. I don't know, but it's happening. Yeah. Uh. No. <laughs> no. Major X. No. And it's funny because I would have like done it. I would have recommended it as like a kind of like fun like, hey, Rob Liefeld created a new character. He's trying to make lightning strike twice for uh you know for himself at Marvel like new Deadpool that kind of thing. But that character's first appearance in another book. Oh. Technically, because another the other book that it that had like him in the background as like kind of like a fun like hey and Rob Liefeld was so pissed that that technically came out first he refuses to sign any books that are that he will never sign that book because it's not the first appearance of Major X his book is the first appearance of Major X so Rob Liefeld just being himself making me go don't pick up Major X Major X uh no thanks also uh, still can't draw feet. Yeah, I saw an image of that. I was like, damn. Listen, they're hard. I get it. I get it, but, like, you've had 30 years. They're just, they are hard, though. To practice. Hard. Also, Avengers No Road Home number 10. The conclusion of the series comes out. Yes. The book was never late. Good for them. 10 issues of an event. Right. Every week. And it came out. <laughs> that kind of shit should be... Rec- should, should be like touted like we need to be like hey whoa whoa, whoa. that's cool good for you here's my money keep doing that yeah it's the opposite of doomsday clock all right so we should jump back into the super chest we do need to do that you that we missed yes we missed a couple actually um Estelthani says uh like when you collected the majority of dance lots run yeah i don't i didn't collect it but i did read some of it but i skipped most of it like yeah. towards the end and i just didn't buy it i just didn't i, I know what happens i'm good uh and i knew that spencer was going to undo it all so like who cares um but yes if you were a dance lot like hater but you needed all the issues like go buy them yeah. afterwards they're all i they're all there <laughs> i've seen them they're all there you could buck a book uh, Algie Try says, uh, I wanted to give you $10 to my favorite comic YouTuber, but Rob was offline, so here you go. <laughs> ha ha, you got me there, Algie. Uh, just kidding. I love you guys and your awesome dynamic. Thank you, Algie. We really appreciate Thank it. Uh, I, I saw ahead, but I, uh, I nicely like done. Good bait and switch there. I liked it. Uh, Andre F says, hey, Tiffany. Hi. I was wondering if you had enjoyed the Danny Street episode of Doom Patrol 
Also, what characters are you liking the most? I haven't had a chance to see it. I did a huge catch up on it, and now like I now that a few more episodes have come out, I can jump back in. I'm not great at the week to week, um, in terms of show. I'm bad. I'm bad at it. It's really easy to do, and I'm bad at it. So now that a couple of episodes have come out, I can go back and watch those. Um, but honestly, from that show, um, I am really enjoying pretty much all the characters. Um, Robot Man really grew on me. I wasn't ever yeah, you weren't sold. Brendan Fraser's take on it, but I've really been enjoying it and the depth he's actually bringing to the character. Mm -hmm. Um, Crazy Jane, again, I wasn't sold on the actress they got. She is phenomenal. Mm. Straight up phenomenal. And honestly, so is Rita Farr. She's so good. Right. She's just so, so good. And who doesn't love Tim Dalton? And honestly, Cyborg's good. Yeah. He's good. I I dig it. Right? Yeah. That's great. Yeah, it's 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 so much fun. I knew somebody in college very much like Rita. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, S. Uh, Delthani also says, you guys are awesome. Bets on when Doomsday Clock ends? I think if we're, if we're taking bets, early 2020. <laughs> How many more issues do we have? Three. No, I bet they finish it up the end of this year. I don't think so. It'd be a nice little holiday gift yeah, for us all. I don't think so. Get your trade paperbacks of Doomsday Clock. In 2020. <laughs> Even if they finished it at the end of the year, yeah, you wouldn't be able to get them. Exactly. But no, I think that book, I think the last issue will come out quarter one of 2020. Wow. And he also asked, uh, he said, Major X is a great comedy. Well, I'm looking forward to laughing. <laughs> I literally haven't picked it up. But yeah, so uh, we want to thank you all so much for hanging out with us and indulging us on this live episode of the of uh, Off the Rack, yeah. which is our live review uh, show that we do every week, or at least we try to, and I'm sorry we haven't been able to do that in the past. Get back into Hoping it. to get back into it, getting getting our sea legs and everything, uh, stepping back into the live pool. I know you've been used to doing the live stuff because you do live streaming every Wednesday and Sunday over on twitch.tv slash TV. Uh, where you play video games and hang out with the population. I do. Sorry, I was just trying to get it so my head had a spidey sense coming off of it. Oh, that's great looking. <laughs> oh, I'm surprised. But uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, let us know in the comments down below what books do you want to see us review for next week. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so we'll see you guys then. We want to thank you all. And of course, don't forget to check out the Patreon. Uh, thank you all to our Super Chatters. And uh, that's about it. And don't forget to like this video, subscribe to the channel, and we'll see you then. Also, of course, you'll find an audio version of the show over on uh, iTunes, Spotify, and uh, Podbean. Ooh. So. Podbean? Yeah. Okay. They were the most convenient and cheapest hosters. Hey, that's very nice. It's just a, it's just a, it's a cute name, I, I guess. I like it. Comicpop.podbean.com. Check it out. But uh, yeah. So anyway, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time. I am Sal huh? over at Sal Says What on Twitter. Oh, you're doing something new. Yeah, I'm trying it out. And I'm Tiffany over at, at the Real Zoobs over on Twitter. Yeah, the Real Zoobs. It's the fantastic. Real Zoobs with you.